Welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. As promised last week, we are bringing along a guest. Hello, Rachel. Hello! I'm so excited to be back. I, can't, I don't know what I did to get put on pause, but I'm so <laughs> glad to be off punishment. All the listeners are like, oh no. <laughs> so I, I looked and we have done stuff together, but yeah. the last time we had a three-person film review was yeah. with you. Oh, what really? was it for? Do you remember what that recording was? Was it? Well, wasn't Scream Five? <gasps> I think I know. Hold on. Can I guess? Think. Can I guess? Let her guess first. She is okay. the guest. Was it when we played that Alien game? So movie. Sorry, movie review. Oh, um. Oh my God. Try. It's been a long time. Can I guess now? Tell me what I can. I'm trying to think what it could have been. Was it was not it was the aliens? Nope. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't remember that. Was it in 2022? Uh, no. <laughs> was it Evil Dead? It was Evil Dead. <laughs> oh, listeners, Wait, listeners. Really? When I tell you, it was the lost episode. Yeah, because I, I always copy. Did, I always copy and paste. Did, yeah. Hold on. Did was was she not on uh, TCM twenty twenty two? Um, I th- so w- the way I do it, like when I go into it and copy it, mm-hmm. I always copy like the last time we had four people on or three people on. So I was sitting here scrolling, right, going through the reviews, and I'm sitting here and I'm still scrolling and I'm still scrolling and I'm still scrolling and it's Evil Dead twenty thirteen. Wow. And we wow. We recorded because the woman before that we recorded with. Seagram, Justin, you were right. We recorded the OG Evil Dead with him. Mm. And we did Evil Dead. We gave it uh, eight and a half for me for plot. You two gave it eights for cinematography. We all gave it nines for audio. I gave it an eight and a half. You gave it a seven, Justin, and Rachel gave it an eight. And we all gave it tens for how scary. That movie is amazing. When did we do that? That was in between Resident Evil Extinction and Resident Evil Afterlife. So that was back in like the start of COVID. Hold on. There's no, been more. Really? There's been more since then. No, I'm telling you, the last time... Oh, I, wow. I, I keep track of all of them, guys. The last time I mean, we've just was... recorded together so many times since mm-hmm. then. Um, it would have been Mars Scream is 5, usually, though. Mars is there. Yeah. Scream 5. Mars. Yeah. But that wasn't a three-person. Oh, just three-person. Just three-person. Yeah. Just the three of us. That's On a movie. wild. That is wild. That was such a great episode, too. <sighs> I know. I know. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. You know, like just doing my thing, working at Pride, um, putting out podcasts, high quality to low quality, depending on the show (laughs) podcast. Um, But yeah, I've been great. How about you guys? How have you been? Justin, you have a voice? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I was going to let you go, but that's okay. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've been okay. Um, (laughs) No, I meant like, is it fully recovered? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, oh, actually, funny story. Um, so I, was, I had to take these uh, pills to get rid of my uh, um, sinus okay. infection. Mm. And the very last pill I took, it was like the easy release capsules. Um, and the last one I took got stuck in my throat and opened. <gasps> what? And I coughed and like, it just went like, it like came like spraying. Oh, it was all in my mouth. My like, oh, it was horrible. Oh my god! I dry swallow 
pills, like whenever I take You're them. You're a oh my fucking God. maniac. Yeah, demonic. Like, demonic. what one, the fuck? And one time I, I coughed on one. Um, it was like an adalipa gel. And like, I bit down when I, I coughed it up and it like, burst in my mouth. That was fucking terrible. That was a nasty taste. Yeah, that's well. That's like the, it, it was. It was disgusting. Yeah, and my throat hurt after. Yeah, it's I was gross. Like, yeah. Oh my god, but, you guys uh, are maniacs. I can't even. I don't try. I don't try swallowing. Water. I try, listen, I do water know how. Is not enough. Okay, like, I Rachel. I have to eat something to push the pill down. Do you know? Do you know how I used to eat, or not eat? But do you know how I used to have to take my Advil and Tylenol? With fucking chicken nuggets. I refuse to take it with anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am a dog when it comes to that stuff. I need that to is, have it with food. When Dante that's gets a his boss nuggets. move. That's how you get nuggies all the time. <laughs> exactly. That, that's how <laughs> Dante adult, finessed so. uh, us and got treats for his si- brother and sister. He gets a piece of turkey every single morning with his medicines. And the, we felt bad at the other one. So each of the dogs start their day with a slice of low-sodium turkey breast. Mm, that sounds delicious actually how do i get in on that (laughs) wake up as soon as devin gets out of bed and follow her downstairs and dance around her (laughs) all right october yeah here we go doing the turkey dance (laughs) bring enough turkey for everybody (laughs) okay important question though what is the what is your your favorite nuggy dipping sauce sweet and sour from mcdonald's yeah uh, that's a good one that's a good one i don't like to dip nuggets That's and can I tell you dry. why? Okay, can so, I tell you okay. why? Okay, you're talking about dry swallowing. No, 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 no. You're dry nuggying. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Crazy. Oh no, Demonic. but here's the thing. I am very particular about nuggets. Okay. Because <sighs> I don't like anything on them, so they have to taste amazing. So I don't like McDonald's nuggets. Oh. Oh, sorry, wow. bougie man. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, well, listen, all right, Costco's got some fucking good nuggets. Um, but no, I don't know. I like. I don't know. Nugget? Like the whole purpose of a nugget is it is a it is a platform upon which you put delicious dipping sauce. Well, see, yeah, when you used to work at a place that had that gave you dip on hand when I worked at Little Caesars for like 10 years, <laughs> um every day I would eat their barbecue ranch dipping sauce with some food that I would make either pizza or like sometimes I'd bring in like a carton of eggs and make like almost Justin, and stuff. sorry to interrupt. Rachel, have you ever heard how Justin likes to eat his Raymond noodles? <laughs> well, Raymond noodles is a new uh, way of saying <laughs> that, but uh, no, how do you eat them? I mean, can I guess? Do you like yeah, eat them dry cool. with like the spicy pack on top or something? Close. Really? Okay, you guys are crazy. I gotta I go. know. <laughs> I, I cook the noodles, and then I drain the water, and I put the okay. seasoning on, and sometimes I put other stuff in there. I used to eat it with ranch. That's what I was talking about, the ranch. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. That, I feel like it'd be good with ranch. I tried it. it. Is. It's not bad. It is It is yeah. good, but the problem is when you have a sensitive tummy like me, it, well, I mean, uh, it can go one of so two ways. You either feel great or you want to shit to your brain. <laughs> when he told me that, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then I tried it, and I was like, all right, I can't not. Listen, now, okay, now imagine being like, 20 and broke oh i used to do something similar but it was always hot sauce it was it was frank's red hot and raymond noodles yeah. you guys i'm freaking hungry and this is a long show you gotta stop talking about food <laughs> i'm not gonna make it <laughs> oh. but i the one thing i'm concerned about is like how late in the process that seasoning packet was going in because that does sound like it would make you shit your brains out yeah I don't, <laughs> well I, you don't use the whole thing you can't use the whole thing coward. else it gets too salty coward Listen, I'm disgusting, but I'm I'm. Uh, the way I do it, I cook it in the microwave conscious. for five minutes and just plain what? water. No, no, ew, stir, what? 
five more what? minutes, drain the water out, add the packet, add your Frank's Red Hot, stir it again. Good to go. Why is Frank's Red Hot so good? I have no idea. It's, it's the most delicious. I can eat it on anything. It's ridiculous. How do you feel about Red Hot, Justin? Is that is that something that is I don't, eaten north so, of the border? Yeah, of course. But like, I don't know. You guys are up there doing all kinds of weird shit with gravy and stuff. I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't do spicy very well. Oh, it, like, that's re- good to know. It really fucks my tummy up. And by spicy, do you mean like, like heat or anything that's like rich in spices? Uh, heat. Okay. 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 That, I mean, that being said, I like the temperature of my food while I'm eating it to feel like it just came out of the gates of hell. But like so the actual like, fried. Yes, but like the like I will yes. It has to be like I have to like burn my hands or my mouth while I'm eating it. But actual wow. spicy stuff hurts my tummy too much. I'll eat it from time to time and deal with the consequences cuz I like it. Like I love okay. buffalo wings. Cuz I'm planning all of these very I wouldn't say they're super spicy, but I also don't know if my barometer is broken meals for you. So this is this is good information for me to incorporate into your menu in June. Oh, okay. I've, I I want to try that place that made, that did you dirty on the poutine. <laughs> yeah, we could totally go there. We could totally go there. And then there's a, a really Can I be cool all like zhuzhy about it though? Hell yeah. And like talk to the waiter about how bad it is. <laughs> but you have to do it like in French Canadian. Be like bonjour. Uh, bonjour Soccer monsieur, blue. comment ça va? Yes, that part. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll brush up on my French. Why not? So perfect. We have covered the food menu. (laughs) Rachel, what has been new with you? Any movies, games, TV shows, books? Sure. I mean, we could also just talk about food. (laughs) All right. What have I been watching? Well, obviously, I watched the most recent season of The Mandalorian. And while it had. Oh, my God. What? I loved it. Oh, I loved it. But I don't. Larry, have you watched it yet? I'm on episode three. We can't talk about it then, Rachel. I'm right, sorry. Well, but, I shall move forward then. But holy shit. Okay. What a finale. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. And I told Larry how I felt about it. He did. I have very complicated feelings about the finale. I wish I had your level of enthusiasm. Mm, we, we can talk off air about it then. Yeah. They did okay. a character that I really care about, Journey. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's, it's definitely not weighing on my, my heart and soul and mind. <laughs> no. Um, what else have I been watching? I did watch something that actually kind of gave me the McCreepy Jeebies, which was a film called Horror in the High Desert. Have you guys seen this or heard of this? No. So it's like a mockumentary style. Oh, you got me already. Okay. Well, here you go. So it is about (laughs) this kid who's gone missing, who's like a survivalist who's gone missing um, in the desert and it's like his sister sort of recounting the story of how he disappeared and then they're showing kind of footage of him because he turns out he had like a vlog mm-hmm. and then the film kind of climaxes um, with some footage of what happened to him the night he went missing Ooh. and yeah yeah and I don't I don't know if it was just the right mood lights out like I don't I don't know what it was but it takes a lot for me to actually feel scared Mm -hmm. and that final footage really gave me the creeps where did you watch it it's on like prime and tubi and perfect perfect easily gettable that's i think i watched it on prime that's how i watched it it was like free with prime so horror in the high desert it has a sequel which i have not watched yet 
Um, but there is a sequel, which is how I think actually Eric from Bloody Good Four recommended it, which is how I first heard about it. And okay. he was creeped out by it. And I was like, all right, you're just about as dead inside as me. Let's give it a shot. And then I was like, <laughs> ooh, this is tense. Um, and then what else? I started watching that show From. Have you watched this? I don't think or I've heard, heard of this? it. No. Mm, okay, it's a know. Stars. I think it's called Stars. Epics. No, Epics. Um, original series. Okay. And it's like, it is the most not Stephen King thing that I've ever seen that was not written by Stephen King. Okay. Um, it is about these people who get trapped in this town where at night these people who are monsters come out of the woods. Ooh. And like, it's a combination of the, and it's pretty gory. It's actually pretty, pretty, like pretty gruesome. Um, and it's kind of the combination of like what it means to be trapped in this town and avoiding monsters, but also like what that does to your psyche. And like people are not doing great; they're not they're not coping well with it. And it has like a lot of sort of uh, cosmic horror elements to it. Like we were talking, to, I was watching an episode last night where someone just was like ripped the fuck open, um, and Randy was like, "Is are you sure this isn't Stephen King?" And I was like, "It's either Stephen King or it's Sutter Kane." <laughs> So I would say I'm only a few episodes into the first season. Season two is coming pretty soon. If you're curious, check out From. That's pretty good. And then I just finished reading Heir to the Empire because I'm doing my homework for awesome. us. So awesome, awesome, awesome. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's really good. It's really good. I've got the second book on, like, I'm waiting for it. It's like uh, I've got a hold on it for when it becomes available. Um, Are you getting the, like, full production one with the sounds? Of course. Yeah, that was awesome. Of course. I did that last year. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's a mixed bag because, like, sometimes you're, like, hearing, like, lots of noises that are annoying. And then there is the Wookiee that talks, which was a bummer. You can't always hit home runs. No, and it was hilarious because for you and I have talked about how there's a horse that talks in the, um, what are those books that are based on the Greek mythology? Oh, uh, Percy Jackson. Yes, and how my partner has teased me relentlessly about it. (laughs) So along comes Ragnar or whatever, this talking Wookiee. And I came out, I was like getting ready for bed and I was listening to it and I came out and I was like, well you're not allowed to make fun of talking horses anymore because I've now heard a talking Wookiee and I don't know that I've ever seen him laugh harder. He's like, do you know how long I've been waiting for this moment? (laughs) (laughs) He's been waiting. And then he said he could hear it in the bathroom. And he was like, like, (laughs) waiting for me to emerge. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Okay. Justin, how about you, man? Um, I've been, uh, working a lot obviously so that's kind of weighed a lot of my time <clears throat> um, but other than that I've been going through the, pic- the Final Fantasy Pixel remaster or re- yeah remasters uh, now that they're out on Playstation I do own them on PC but thought Square could always use more money um, <clears throat> so the Hearts 4 has to get made somehow <laughs> exactly and they're going to make it off of me by selling me games that I already own uh, multiple times um, but yeah, no, so I, I finished the first, I got the platinum in the first one, so I'm working through the second one right now. Uh, I think I'm about like three quarters of the way done on the trophies. Um, other than that, I watched obviously Evil Dead Rise. Uh, I watched, uh, oh yeah, I watched Peter Pan and Wendy, which Ooh. I can talk about because that embargo's up in like two days. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, it reminded me a lot of like Hook, but 
I imagine it would be like if I watched Hook now when I was a child. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I'm excited to show my kids. I think it's I think it's surprisingly a very good movie. Um, I haven't really enjoyed a lot of like the more recent like live action adaptations um, from Disney, but oh, this yeah, it was it was good, and I, I'm it actually got me a little more excited to see uh, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I I'm not a huge Little Mermaid fan in general, but after seeing this, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to like. I mean, I was gonna watch it anyways because I have kids, but I'm a little more like excited. Well, to with Disney it, Plus, so. it's so easy. If you don't go to the theater, you can always just like wait a month or two and watch it on the streaming. Yeah, yeah, that's so fair. With kids, you can always take them too. Yeah, but man. Or if you're a Disney guy now, maybe you'll get to watch it early. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah. What else? What else have I been doing? Um, Oh, I'm... By the time this comes out, I will be playing Star Wars. Uh, Oh, my God, I know! Jedi Survivor. That comes this weekend. (laughs) I cannot wait. Yeah, it comes out on Friday, and... Although I have heard the PC port is a broken garbage. Uh-oh. Good Uh-oh. thing so, I was already planned on not playing it right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently the PS5 and Xbox are great, so I'll just play it there. Yep. Um, yep. Man, I, I I feel like I'm doing like a million things, but I don't actually know what I've been doing. Does that, I don't, I, that's a really <laughs> weird feeling right now. Um, yeah, I'm... Oh, no, yeah, that's that's all I got. I I'm so fucking burnt out from work. I don't even know. Uh, what about you, Larry? <laughs> uh, I'm still reading two books. I need to finish Gideon the Ninth before Sunday. It's our next book club, um, and then I started the second X Files anthology audiobook, which is just like a bunch of like collected short stories based around Scully and Mulder. It's mm. called The Truth Is Out There. It's fun because like I just listen to like one story a night. It's like an hour long, so it's like a perfect go to bed listen to kind of thing. Get your yeah. mind in the right spot. Yes, uh, that sounds like a much better thing to listen to before bed. Than what, than Rachel? Nothing. Nothing at all. I was not going to broach it. Do you want to talk about Forever nothing Sparkling? Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Movie-wise, I only watched one, uh, Evil Dead Rise, obviously. Um, TV, like I mentioned, I'm on episode three of Mando. Uh, I'm liking it so far. Um, I think the thing that's like really i really like and hopefully this doesn't change but i like how grogu is a practical effect like yeah there are times we can tell it's just a doll flipping around through the air but like i really really appreciate that it's Get it makes ready. it something yeah <laughs> <laughs> rachel don't ruin that for i'm um, just saying there's more flipping that's all that's yeah. all i'm saying it's uh i mean i i feel like that makes it more magical it feels more like the Star Wars that like I watched when I was a kid on the VHS, mm-hmm. like before George yeah. Lucas went back and like redid stuff for no reason. It's like I, I obviously it's fake. Like I don't care. Like I, but I, I think the doll or like the practical effects always go a lot further for me, which will probably be a, a topic we have later. Um, and then sort of online, I have two episodes left, and then there's a movie that came out this year, but basically I guess the movie is just like a recap of like the first season from the female main character's point of view. So then that will be done. Um, What's your, what, what are you moving on to next? Then, anime uh, I kind of told Devin I might let her pick one for me to watch, because like when I go on Crunchyroll, like she sees like the weird shit that's on there, and she said I should watch some of the weird shit, so I 
I don't know yet. I wanted to do uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. I told you what you should watch next. And then Rachel also mentioned, I have it in my notebook here. Onyx Equinox. Onyx Equinox, yep. See, I have it written down my notes. I didn't forget. It's so cool. Game. It's so fucked up. <laughs> Games. Uh, I am just playing my dailies on the Pokemon Trading Card Game Live. Uh, I was talking about earlier before we recorded, but I started Luigi's Mansion 3 from the library. I just got Gooigi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that gooey that sounds bastard. Sounds like the adult version. But yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's it's super cute. Like it's just like simple puzzle puzzles, and like it's not hard, and it's just like a nice like to play like half an hour before bed. Um, but the library plays no jokes. You have two weeks to beat that shit before you gotta take it back to him. So I have to get on it. Um, and then Final Fantasy VII. My journey is almost over. I'm like fifty plus hours into this one hundred percent. Jeez. Playthrough. I do not know where you guys have the time to do these things. Well, how do you have time? It's the reason why, like, I've done nothing else. It's like basically all my downtime has been playing it. Like, I had to. Uh, and I will say, the Final Fantasy One uh, Pixel Remaster uh, Platinum took like maybe five hours. Yeah, that one wasn't that bad. And you had the boosters too, so that probably Hell made it yeah, easier. I did. Um, but no, Rachel, I had to like. I don't like chocobo racing in the game and you have to get a gold chocobo for one of the trophies and to like get certain like materia in the game but if you beat the super final boss it will give you a gold chocobo Uh and so I had to beat the one before that which is an underwater boss and then actually ruby was super easy because I got master summon for beating emerald and this kept casting nights of the round but the what killed me today i think i told Justin, i think i spent like six hours trying to get the two final materia and like you basically unlock a certain class of chocobo racing and then you start betting on the outcomes and then you have to one guess the right combination two hope that the one you guessed underneath of it is the right symbol for the item you're trying to get and then three hope that the item pool has the item that you're trying to get it's like slots and that drained my life today which is what i needed which was nice a nice way to turn the brain off but yes all i have to do is max the materia get max money which is just getting a bunch of alls and selling them and then I'm done, and I do not know if I will play Final Fantasy VII OG again. This, this might be my last hurrah through the game. Yep. That'll do it to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot. but I'm I, gonna... Yeah, I already told you about how I feel after having to do that Barrett thing like three or four times over. Yeah. I'm never going to touch that game again. Yeah. So I'm not getting Star Wars this weekend. Uh, Justin actually talked about it. The, the reason why is like I'm excited for it. It's on my wish list. Zelda is just like so close around the bend and <gasps> holy fuck i'm sorry sorry i just remembered something don't go into evil dead yet after after <laughs> i have something to bring up okay and but, but zelda is coming out in like two weeks and i know that when that comes out i'm gonna be putting a lot of time into it and i don't want jedi to like be forgotten mm. it'll be forgotten when zelda comes out 
but that's all I got before we get into the discussion. Justin, you said you you had a revelation. Yes, Rachel. Yes. You Justin. get you get just as horny for whodunits as Jesus I do. Jesus Christ! I do. I'm fully erect right now. I'm I want you aware. and Randy to look into Shadow of Doubt. Oh no, no no oh 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 oh! It is on the radar. Are you kidding me? As I soon have as been we get playing. That's the other thing I've been doing. Is it it Shadow. runs it runs it runs okay on the Steam Deck. There's a little like hinkiness with like trying to like call up a certain menu that doesn't really work. But let me tell you. I have been playing it. What feels like nonstop. Is it great? Is it, it is. as good as everybody keeps saying it, it is? is? So good. So Larry, basically what this is, is you are put into a completely like randomly generated city. Okay. And you have to solve there's a couple things that you, you can like take on side jobs if you want. But there I think it starts with like there's like four hundred people or something like that. Citizens that all have like lives and routines and any everything that you can like learn and you can talk to and you like, you know, gain and lose trust with them and like learn the names and the like motivations and stuff. But at some point in time, somebody will be murdered and you have to figure out who the murderer is. And the longer you take to figure it out, like people will keep getting murdered. Oh, Interesting. Shit. That'd be fun to watch on steam or oh, Twitch. My God, let me tell you, it is like, so it goes to one of two ways. The when I tried to show Michelle it, it took forever for something like interesting to actually happen. Uh-huh. Um, but when I was playing it by myself after that, like on my lunch break, yeah, so somebody got murdered in the first five minutes, and that like I, basically as soon as somebody gets murdered, you're off to the races because then you know like okay, I have to like, and there's like cops too, so they'll like block off the uh, excuse me, the, you, you have to like kind of work around them. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Um, but anyways, you, Larry, I don't, I don't know if you would enjoy it, but you should watch somebody play some of it. Yeah. It is easily right now until Zelda, let's be honest, and maybe Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, we'll see on that one. Right now, it is like by far like my game of the year, and it's so fucking good. I've lost myself to it, basically. Awesome. It's always fun yeah. to have happen, though. Oh, it is like Oberdin on crack. <laughs> it's so oh my good. god! I mean, the music's not as great. The, I, I, the music and speaking Oberdin of Oberdin, like masterpiece. You yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Isn't there uh, something that you guys worked on yes. that? Just yeah, curious. We should, do, we, we we should really probably do, do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> Not to call you both out. No, you're right. You're <laughs> Do I right. think I'm the only person besides the two of you who know about it? <laughs> Man, that was like a year ago. I know. <laughs> hey, Rachel, we're really bad. <laughs> we made it happen, and then we just never like executed. Because <laughs> the good, the thing we really, really, really wanted to happen happened, so we we're like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know. We need to put it out, though. I mean, he did take the time to talk to us, so we should really get on it. Yeah, we should figure something out. Okay. On that right, downer. Move and then let's do it. Uh, well, you know what? We can talk about it in June. Yeah, we can. Maybe we can, like, get Randy to <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll loop him in and get him excited. He could be producer Randy. Oh, hey, for the right motivation, yeah. I can do it for you guys. 
What's uh, motivation? Hearty handshake sound. Does that sound good? <laughs> in October, though, you have to. It's delayed gratification. Yeah. I hear yeah, that's gonna, the best. I mean, but like, I'm talking like 17 pumps. What do you say? Ooh, Are you gonna do it? That's that's a lot. We can talk. That's a hearty handshake. We can talk off air, but how about listen? Instead? We can talk about the delayed gratifications of 17 you pumps later. You two are killing me. <laughs> how about instead <laughs> we transition into Evil Dead Rise? Okay, let's do it. This is your first, only, and last spoiler warning for Evil Dead Rise. Anything you listen to after this moment, there is potential and most likely the likelihood of spoilers. Evil Dead Rise is a 2023 American supernatural horror film written and directed by Lee Cronin. It is the fifth installment of the Evil Dead film series. Uh, Cronin is an Irish film writer and director. He's best known for the short Ghost Train, which I had never heard of before. Um, and then, But also A Hole in the Ground, right? That's his first feature film was the 2019 Hole in the Ground. Yep. Which I haven't seen that either. Apparently he only makes movies about holes and grounds. <laughs> that is his. It's in his writer. He's like, I'll make, I will make any movie. I'll make the next Deal Magnolias. But it has to be... The- <laughs> It has to be about a hole in the steel magnolia ground. <laughs> the film stars Lily Sullivan, Alyssa Sutherland, Morgan Davies, Gabrielle Eccles, and Nell Fisher in her film debut. So Sullivan is an Australian actress. She played Coral in 2012's Mental and then Miranda in the 2018 TV series Picnic at Hanging Rock. Have you guys heard of either of those? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I've heard of Picnic and Hanging. It's a remake of like a, a classic Australian sort of okay. mystery horror film. Yeah. Her other 2023 feature film besides Evil Dead Rise is the sci-fi thriller Monolith. Hmm. But never heard of it. N- me either. That's kind of a running theme. Is like I hadn't really heard about most of the people like behind this. Um, Sutherland is an Australian Wait. actress and model, best known for her role as Queen Aslog in vikings okay so justin you've seen her before yeah uh her nickname is in this household for the longest time was a queen aslog (laughs) because she was very mean in that show oh okay (laughs) okay uh davies made uh his film debut as a child actor in the australian film the tree he played Madeline in Storm Boy alongside Jeffrey Rush and Jay Courtney. I love Jay Courtney. Whenever I see him, I always just, like, have a good time. Davies came out publicly as transgender in 2020, and he starred in the 2020 Australian TV series The End as a trans teen in the process of gender transitioning. And I was going to talk about this a little bit more, but Rachel actually put out an article that I thought did a lot better about, like, this came out, like, what, today, right? Yesterday? Uh, I think it was yesterday. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. Talking about how just 
having this inclusion of trans actors just playing roles in horror is awesome and subversive yep. and great. And yep. I highly recommend that you read that. Yep, I can think of three examples right off the top of my head of like uh, super casual trans inclusion, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I, which is exactly what we want to see. Yeah, it's the progress that we we've been hoping for. So I'm excited. I did I did not know it going in, and I was pleasantly surprised to find out. Okay, some development notes. The film's development was preceded by scrapped plans for two direct sequels. One to Fetty Alvarez's 2013 Evil Dead. By the way, did you guys see that his Alien movie started production today? No. no. Yeah. But I did I see that there's conflicted. a... Really? Why? He, I, yeah, dude. He, yeah, he was like, he is the lunchbox let down right now. The what? Lunchbox letdown. I do. I you're very excited about about your lunch, and then you open it up, and it's like something. What yeah. did he do to let you down? Uh, uh, TCM. TCM. Uh, oh, a sequel right. to uh, where he made the hero, the rapist, the hero. What was the one? What? Um, the What's the one with the man. Um, yeah. The turkey baster. Turkey baster. I yeah. totally. Whenever I think of Fetty Alvarez, all I think of is Evil Dead. Yeah, that's. I forget that's, all that other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally yeah. forgot it. I I wish yeah. I could. Yeah, because then do. I'd be excited. Yep. Bummer. So yep. I'm back with you guys. Okay. Uh, the other <laughs> planned sequel that and was it's Aliens. So it me- the stakes are high, buttholes are clenched. <laughs> like <laughs> this matters. Uh, the other one was Don't Breathe Two. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Right. Jesus Christ! Did anybody ever watch that? Any of you guys? No. no. Yeah, I did not either. I did, yeah. Okay. Army Darkness was the other planned. They wanted to see rapists treated like heroes. I just watch sports. Jeez, <laughs> Grossed By October 2019, <laughs> Sam Raimi had announced that a new film was in development with Rob Taper producing. Raimi and Bruce Campbell were executive producers, and then that was when Cronin was announced as the writer-director. New Line Cinema, which is the original film's distributor, uh, was announced as a production company. And Prince of Photography took place in New Zealand. The film was originally set to premiere on the streaming service HBO Max, but Warner Brothers Pictures changed their mind and pushed for theatrical release after an incredibly positive test screening. Shot on a budget of $19 million, the opening gross amount from the box office is 42.5. That was as of 425, um, and it only came in second to Mario. Along with his voice cameo on the phonograph record, Bruce Campbell also contributed folly to the film. Do you guys know what folly is in the film speak? Yeah, it's, it's sound effects, yeah, right? Yeah, sound effects, well, yeah. Well, I guess y'all are smarter than me because I, I had to Google that up. I thought I was folly oh, really? and I was looking up mankind and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yes, you, you are both right. Uh, so there's a scene around an eye where there's some yep. munching, and Bruce did that by eating an apple furiously. <laughs> I like to imagine that's the only way that Bruce Campbell eats an apple <laughs> furiously. In April of 2023, Bruce Campbell stated that he, Sam, and Ivan Ramey were planning a possibility for future films in the franchise every two to three years if Evil Dead Rise was a success. Now, this is a direct quote. I think the stories will progress a little more now, 
We're going to try and do them more like every two or three years rather than every 10 years. It's also the first time Sam is working with Brother Ivan to create an overall Bible that will give future writers and directors an idea of where this thing should go next to potentially tie in some of these stories. Though I think it's going to get a little more tied in as the years go by. But because it's all about the books, it could be a book in the past, a book in the future. It's yet to be determined. I mean, yeah, you could feel the setup for a larger universe in this first sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that since he has come out again and said that he's done playing Ash, except for in like voiceover work. Oh, has he said that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he said that. Um, so he had said that originally he was completely done with Ash when uh, he Ash says that evil. after everything. Yeah. <laughs> after something gets canceled that Ash is in, he yeah. comes in and says that. And, and then, then the I- tax man comes and he's like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Because we, Maybe I do Ash again. Because we'll talk about this in plot, but the three book thing that uh-huh. was kind of revealed in this, uh huh, I like it. Me too. I, that, yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. So before all of that, we have a guest, and Justin and I have been lazy, but to, to recharge the engine, we have brought Rachel to do a 60-second summary. That's right, uh... folks. We're actually going to do bow, bow, one. Bow, bow, bow. For the first time in like two months, <laughs> so no pressure, Rachel. But uh, all yeah, eyes are on you. Yeah, watch me shake it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm ready whenever you are, my friend. Three, two, one, go. The film opens on a lake where we discover through a scalping that one of the people in the nearby cabin is possessed by a Kandarian demon. She gets a kill on, and it's pretty awesome. From there, we meet Beth, who is a music tech with a pregnancy problem. From there, we go to Los Angeles, where single mom Ellie is raising her three kids. Her sister Beth shows up, and they catch up about how what a bad sister Beth is. And she kind of is. Uh, next, the kids go out for pizza, but there's an earthquake, and it turns out that the building used to be a bank, and there's a vault underground, and the eldest sibling dip eldest sibling Danny discovers a Necronomicon but a different Necronomicon as Larry said and some records he's an aspiring DJ so he plays the records and you know what he unleashes a demon it takes over their mother who proceeds to kill everyone on the floor of their apartment building and two of her kids Beth and the youngest Cassie try to make a break for it by going to the basement where they are followed by Ellie, Bridget, and Danny who are now a Kandarian rat king Uh, there's some cat and mouse and eventually Beth gets her hands on a chainsaw because you know of course. Uh, have to. Um, and she uses the chainsaw to shove the Rat King into a wood chipper. Yay, good wins. Except that, oops, no, turns out the same building is the piece from the beginning of the movie, and the girl gets possessed. The end. All right. How'd I do? One minute, six seconds. But that was perfection. Yeah. yeah. yeah All right. Great. Yeah. All right. So we will start with plot, of course. Um, I was get out of the way. Kind of in our group chat, I kind of noticed your guys' thoughts. But I'm going to let you know, I liked this movie a lot i actually walked out of the theater and told Devin like this is like the one franchise that just doesn't miss yeah it it, it's even though i'm a little more mixed on it than you Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say i dislike this movie at all i i Mm -hmm. think you're right this is a series that i mean even that like larry have you seen the show yet I watched the first couple episodes, and then I think it got taken off of whatever streaming service I was watching it on, and I just never went back. But I'm making it a really, right now. To it get it a is so good, and, and in season three, it is, like, peak Evil Dead. Like, season three is easily my favorite season of that show. Uh-huh. But you 
need to watch that show. Yeah, I, re- I wrote so it down. I'm, I'm Ashy Slashy. <laughs> I need an Ashy Slashy. That's what I need. Someone get me an Ashy Slashy, please. <laughs> well, see, what I was really hoping for is that they would bring in um, Kelly or Pablo. Mm, into this movie? Yeah, like into this. I feel like tonally they're so different. Like there's these two sort of parallel yeah. universes that are happening and there's like well, so dead, so. And then... So here's like the thing, though. I don't. I don't know if you guys saw what Lee Cronin said, though. What did old Cronin say? Is that the recording on the the vinyl was obviously Bruce Campbell? He was saying that that could be Ash, because after Army of Darkness, time got weird for Ash. Oh, okay, sure, whatever. Right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I I don't have a lot of like the things that I love about Evil Dead have nothing to do with continuity. Yes. Oh, it's in fact the opposite. Yeah. I love it's like <laughs> it's incontinence. That's not right. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I think you saw a different movie than we did. <laughs> but but yeah, hey, listen, I, that show, okay. I, I, I like that too. And that's why when I was watching it, like I liked how it start and then like readjusted time. And yeah. I like how there is no like, traditional like male archetype character, like no patriarch really. I liked how it was focused on like the mom of three and then her sister and then the kids and i felt that was like really cool because when i think about evil dead 2013 obviously there's a big swerve uh with the brother and then you have bruce and the other three so i i liked how it was just like forefront that beth was going to be like the next or our presumed like next big uh hero mm-hmm. i gotcha. I, I do the issues that I have are like so small. It's and one of them is going to be in the cinematography, and that's going to be discussed later on. But for plot, even though I loved how the movie opened, mm-hmm. and I did because it was like oh, it was awesome. Holy. Oh, was it? Oh man, when she like comes up out of the water and like yep. the title. Oh. I need that on a t-shirt immediately. Yes. I, I've looked. It does not exist. I'm like, cool. I know everybody's excited about the greater. But no, what the I want is lady floating out of the water. It was a letdown. I want the lady floating out of the yeah. water with Evil Dead Rise. That yeah. is instantly an iconic Yeah, yeah and, and it and sets the it mood. I, I think it does a fantastic job of, like, setting the mood. And it also, like, listen, this is a franchise that has amazing starts to their movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did not like how the girl who was the Deadite in the beginning of the film, before the flashback, yeah, how she got infected, but then she was healthy enough to go like pick up her friend and her boyfriend and drive to the cabin and like not turn into a Deadite. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I, I wish it was a little more like... Where like Danny transformed like almost like immediately. Yeah. And... Uh, but think about like Mia. She took a minute. It took a beat between the scene and when she finally went full demon mia but but mia from 2013 that's a different book okay but but how do you i mean (laughs) did you read have you been to the source material did you go to your primary source i was just saying every other person you said that with such like conviction like that's a different book (laughs) well my my thought was that every other person who got transformed from this particular version of the book the dead like they all kind of transformed pretty quick. Uh, I mean, all the people in the hall were pretty chill for a while. No the, reason to. The, I, I guess the I, middle I, child took a minute before she started eating glass. 
See, I thought that she was the oldest. No, Danny's the oldest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that she was the oldest. I, I, I when you did your summary, I, I missed that. I guess. Um, yeah, the glass thing was about cinematography. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, but no, that, that was my only con. But it's, it's it, even then, it's just a nitpick. I had a blast. I thought for a second this film was going to have a set of balls. I did not know a film was capable of when they brought that chainsaw to that sweet little girl's neck. Mm. I thought for a second they were going to go for it, and I was like, holy fuck. I mean, who I who survived pretty much is who I assumed would survive. Yeah, that's I, I figured the youngest would, and obviously the aunt, because they kind of set her up. Maybe I'm dumb. I thought all the kids were going to survive, because they all seemed so young. So I didn't think yeah. they were going to kill any of them. So when the first one turned, I was like, fuck. And then, yeah. I, 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 yeah. So as soon as those other two died, I thought the little girl was fucked. I thought it was going to be as a As soon as the one kid died in the hall, I was like, oh, all of these kids are going to die. Yeah, that's true. I know. I was like trying to like without spoil who I was trying to give trigger warnings to. I was like, does anybody want a trigger warning? <laughs> oh, no. I, I knew. I knew. <laughs> I knew what was going on. Justin. It's like the whole setup for this movie. I knew. I knew. Um, I, I, I do want to um, give a special shout out to how they actually set up the underground vault. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they talk about like hearing the coins when it's actually just the crosses mm-hmm. like clanging together. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't, it's just, they put a like, they put a lot of thought into specifically that and like trying to get it to work in this universe that I really didn't think they would have i figured it would have just been like here's this book demon you know like yeah. go crazy well they put a lot of thought into everything like they set up yes. staffney for a later oh my god staffney yeah, was amazing Stephanie was great the, 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 the dj desk turntable like the elevator kind of acting malfunctioning like they left so many breadcrumbs like we're going to come back to this like when they're bringing the pizza in you see the wood chipping truck sitting there Oh, see that? See that to me was a little too like. Oh, they're gonna use that. Oh, I was. Yeah. I was just happy because I saw it. I was like, oh, they're. My reaction was, oh, they're gonna use that. <laughs> like we're we're coming <laughs> back to this. I, I will say the one thing, the one thing I wish we didn't hear so much about before it came out oh, was the it. elevator. Oh, what, what was the what? what? The elevator. That's all they talked uh, about for the longest time. Yeah. Who? Who's there? I guess. Like the. Like everybody involved in the movie, we're talking about the elevator filling with blood. Oh, see, I. Oh, I didn't know anything. Neither. I didn't, oh, I, really? I have to say, I didn't watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Oh. I didn't do. It. Like I avoided every spoiler. I mean, I generally kind of knew it was in a high rise. I yep. knew that it was a family. End of what I knew. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they talked. They talked at a bunch on Twitter all about like. The, the elevator. Oh, so I did used. As soon as I yeah. decide I'm going to see a movie, I actually put it into like my block things on Twitter, so I don't yeah. see anything. Mm. That's smart. That's smart. Interesting. Um, so you, go ahead, Rachel. I was going to say. So for me, when I when I walked out of the theater, I think I was higher on it than the more I thought about it. Like there were things that started to bother me about it, okay. but I think as an theatrical experience like it is a very very solid horror film oh, yeah. like it is gory and tense and mm-hmm. 
and like you know it is an evil dead film even though it's moved the action to a new location Mm -hmm. and those are the things that i really wanted from it i liked that it expanded the world building with the with the multiple necronomicons i liked the the homage and the use of the records as exposition Mm -hmm. um that was a lot of those are always really compelling and i'm always like put on the next one put on the next one um yeah um you know and i think having it focus this time on a family versus a group of friends Mm -hmm. adds that extra level of horrifyingness to it as people die the stakes are a little bit different um and i'm so the excise the tree rape like that in 2013 i was like really still still we're doing sexual violation come on folks we could be more creative as seen here like there is an homage to it there is a nod to it without actually going well, into, like, they sexual with it violence. without uh pun i guess pun intended they elevate it right they do they elevate <laughs> it you are yes dad they do <laughs> papa justice so i have um go ahead. but i was gonna say there i wanted to get into my cons but you go ahead first we'll get there i just have a question for you guys okay. yeah the door on the floor that they kept trying to get into did it okay. bug y'all that they never opened that door? No. <laughs> Not really. It was just like a door to the hallway. Okay. It it bugged the fuck out of me. I thought for sure. <laughs> You're like, I have unfinished business with this door. Well, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I want the sequel just to be about them picking that lock. Well, yeah. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, it's like, again, I didn't look at anything. And I didn't know that Bruce Campbell. So I didn't know like, if Bruce Campbell was going to be, be living in that place. And they're going to go and he's going to come save him. Or like, we're going to get like some like hints about what happened to Mia. From the 2013 mm-hmm. movie, like she had held up there and was like taking her notes or like, was, like trying to track down the books. Like my dream is that in the sequel, Mia comes back. And and so like, yes, that was like my... yes, we need her, we need her. Yeah, I I was really fixated. I still kind of am. Like I want to know what's behind the door. It bothered me that they focused on opening that door so much and it never opened. That really fucks with yeah. me. Wait for a uh, director's cut. Yep. <laughs> All right, yep. Uh, but yep. Rachel, you want to do your cons? Go for it. Well, the last sort of positive thing is like we kind of touched on it, which was the way that it like the way it approaches trans representation. Mm -hmm. Like what's interesting to me is how many people when I've mentioned this are like, huh? Like they didn't even catch it. Yeah. And it's not about like him, Danny being passing um, or trying to out him. It's just the fact that they allowed a trans character to just exist and not a be defined by it. But also there was no like push in the marketing beforehand. Yeah. yeah. There was no like an there was and it's it never is addressed either textually or subtextually. Like he just gets to exist and not be solely defined by his gender identity. And I think that that is so cool and so radical in its casualness i love and it that... and, and i think you and i have talked about that before too rachel it's like that's like what mm-hmm. i'm waiting for is like yeah just let these characters exist in these worlds especially in horror where these terrible fucking things are happening and just yeah. like let them be like they did yeah. it doesn't have to be a like a plot line or a through line or anything like they can just exist as characters in a fucked up world like evil dead and i told Devin the same thing that's why when i read your article i was like we sh- we shared a similar thought because I was like, yeah, was <laughs> we're on the too. same page. It's like, is that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm dying yeah. for it. I want it. Like that's what that's where we need to be. And it just needs to like. Well, I can tell you that's true. Obviously, in this season of Yellow Jackets and the upcoming A24 film, uh, talk to me. There is a trans oh, character I'm who, so once again, it's good. <laughs> you seen it already? Yeah, oh. I've seen it. 
It's good. I want the hand so freaking bad. I hope they sell tchotchkes at those hands or they at the press events they give out those hands. Something. I want the hand I real bad. So and I keep bad. telling the PR people, I'm like, what's up with the hand? Can we get the hand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really creepy and like you could feel it being a franchise for sure. But anyway, there it like I'm saying is I think that there is this kind of movement in some ways like we need like all all forms of representation to be like shouted from the rooftops yeah. and be like look at this this matters this valued you can see yourself here but at the same time there needs to be a spectrum of representation and the thing we have not gotten until now and seems to be somewhat of a trend is the like just casual inclusion like we don't need a press release every time there is a you know a person of color who's a lead character yeah. like that doesn't have to be the marketing push they can just exist in the films and that is and at the same time we also need stories where like look at like this you know the blackening's coming out and yeah. like the way that it addresses like racial tropes and horror like that matters too it's about that spectrum and finally seeing that existing in in for trans people that it's happening in the horror genre does not shock me because yeah. it's both the most like regressive and progressive of all the genres. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And it's like, and like, like you're talking about like, like shouting it. Like I, you're right. It, there needs to be a spectrum, but it's, it's always like a hard part for me. Like when, like when a company like Disney does it and it mm -hmm. just seems like exploitative almost. Well, that's because Disney goes like, this is fine. Guess what? You're getting your gay superhero <laughs> yeah, now. Here it comes. Exactly. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, we cut it. Yeah, exactly. Then the actors are like, I have, yeah, we kissed. We shot a kiss, but it just didn't make it in the movie. Yeah. That's the problem. The bait and switch of yes. Disney is infuriating. But now they've pushed some people out at the top mm -hmm. that were like the biggest like opponents to queer inclusion. So hopefully that's going to change. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so let me talk about what bothered me. Go for it. And Justin, you're going to probably chime in on this. The I love a movie with a theme. I feel like one of the greatest things about 2013 is the way that it explores mental health. Oh, and man, 2013 is a fantastic movie. The way that addiction um, makes people vulnerable to, um, like, uh, not being believed and then open to victimization because of the result of it. Like there's this really fun, gory horror movie with this really important undercurrent and like social message that it's subtle, but like impactful. This one reduces women to two roles, which is parent or child. And the motherhood roles are so heavy handed in this that it like, it becomes reductive and at one point, this movie essentially becomes like an anti-abortion ad. And that's the moment that like when it happened, like I felt like I was I was eating this delicious sandwich and bit into some foil. And and that unfortunately has like definitely taken some of the joy of this experience out like that. I, we know that she's pregnant. So why are we talking about two souls? And I understand, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this isn't keeping with the director's religious background. I don't know. But it definitely undercuts the ways in which this film is actually incredibly progressive. Um, and that was a bummer for me. So, Justin, do you agree, disagree with her? Where, where are you at with it? No, I mean, I, def I definitely agree. I think they, they weirdly, like, focused on it too much um especially like when rachel said when the Alyssa, i forget her is her first name Alyssa sutherland Alyssa, yeah there's Alyssa yeah. and um, allison Beth. i can pull my notes allison uh, allison okay yes when she's like talking about two souls uh mm -hmm. I, I i i can definitely agree with you there and 
what was really weird for me was like, <laughs> you'll be such a great mom. You can lie. You're great at lying to your kids. That felt like a weird shot at me <laughs> and mm -hmm. like other parents. Mm -hmm. um, my issue is like, I don't know why they can't just have, like, I, I think they should be able to just have like Betty. Betty was her name, Beth. right? Was it Betty? Beth. The aunt, Beth. I, she could have just been the hero and not because she's pregnant. It, she doesn't need to be yeah. a mother. Yep. She can just be a woman. It's also, there is a legacy of reducing, like, if you want to write a high stakes thing for a woman, in, in, like, use the crutch of motherhood. Yeah. No, and, and I, yeah, yeah. And, and unfortunately, they do that here. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, honestly, it would have been just as dramatic if she wasn't. Like, it doesn't, she doesn't need, just because yeah. a woman is your lead and is like, we need to, like, fear for her, you don't need to make her pregnant. So we, and her journey is to be like, I'm going to be a mom. I've decided yes. <laughs> I'm going to be a mom. Because, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I was her this. after that, I would not be. Right? Yes. So I actually disagree That's... with you guys. And okay. Okay. I think the main reason why, I was going to say this for how scary, but we're talking about it now, so we'll talk about it now. A couple months ago, I read that Dead Blondes and Bad Moms. Mm -hmm. And... I I do agree that like when she talked about like she's going to keep it or whatever like that that kind of comes like at a weird point and the, the phraseology of it I did not like because it does come across like you said Rachel like a anti-abortion message and especially in the world we live in now where women's right to choose and access to healthcare especially in America is so under attack I think that's really like pops out so I, I totally agree with with your thoughts on that but I look at Beth as like an opposition to Elle. And it's the reason why, at least for myself, I thought that Elle wasn't going to kill her kids and was going to get like somehow buried, brought back, get the dead eye out of her. I think having the mom kill off her kids in the way that she does and the way she manipulates her children to like get them to do things, I think that like, I cannot think of very many other movies where we see that. Where we see a mom fully be evil towards her kids, especially in the absence of a father figure. Like, without that patriarchal rule, like, stop the mom from being, like, the evil person. And I think a lot about The Conjuring, right? In The Conjuring, like, she's trying to kill her kids. She lures them back to the house. The father has to be there to help save her like to save her soul and all that jazz so like i i have that like that's my big villain like that's what i that's what i was so scary to me about this movie there's other things but like the fact that you have this mom so openly and obviously ready to like kill her kids and then you have l who is like living her life not being a really good sister not being a really good aunt she finds out that she's knocked up and like it seems like when she goes to her sister, she's trying to get her sister to tell her what she wants to do, which is to have an abortion. Like, that that was at least the vibe I got, right? Was to go to her sister and be, like, told, like, this is what you need to do. And then watching her niece and nephew get killed and, like, having to kill her own sister. And, like, I, I think it's almost like a radical embrace of motherhood after rejecting... <laughs> 
I, I, I do. And, and, and again, this is this is kind of coming from an, I'm, I'm... a radical. Like you can't radically embrace the the you know status quo. But it's not the radical embracing. The status quo is especially in a conservative dominated like culture like we have here in America, where it's like you have to have a father and a mother, and you got to be married, and you have to do all these things. Like she just killed her sister, killed her niece and nephew because they were infected, and now. She has no job. She's on the run. She's going to have to raise her her niece who survived and is left alone. And she's like, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to do this even though the world is against me and there's these terrible fucking things out there. I'm going to do it. I think I, I thought it was cool. And again, I see your point of view, but I, I definitely think that it was – I think about like A Quiet Place and like that anti-abortion message in that movie – and these are not the same beasts. And I, I, again, I give full credit to your thought and your your point about the, uh, like the like a whole like, I'm going to keep it. But the two souls thing, like I understand from a political point of view, and how the conservative right pushes it. Like, I totally understand that. But from a horror point of view, like. She's trying to fuck with her. The dead I'd say terrible fucking things to mess with your head and to, to like really, really like try to hurt you. And she's like and she just embraces it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no one else agrees with me, but I mean you're allowed to have your own opinion. Like it, it that's fine. If you feel that way about that, that is absolutely your right to do so. Of course. Um I just think it, this is not in a vacuum this is it's an upholding of a particular idea about women's values and what is the right and wholesome choice to ultimately make and like in opposition to the greatest evil is to keep the child there's there's a lot there that to unpack that i i I've never heard the radical embracing of motherhood. That's that's a new one. That is a new one. Well, I mean, I, but yeah, like, I, I think the I, I think in the situation and seeing all the crazy shit that she saw and what she went through and all the terrible things, like, I I, I think, like it, I think it's like a, a crazy. Like I think it's like I don't know. I I I I, I don't know. I I thought it was. It, it was not again because in the quiet place I ripped that up and down because I thought that message was way too leaning into it. But this one, I don't know. It didn't I hit mean, me like that. The evil mother kills her children, and the good mother keeps her child. But she was she was possessed. Like no, but you but do you like you understand like thematically what that movie what the movie is saying is to to dispose of your children makes you evil evil. But to be a good mother, you must have the child. Like one of them is moral one of them is evil like there's a larger narrative here about like and maybe choice. it is my male lens or my like my point of view like going into it which is different from like yours as growing up and living your life like through like the female lens but like i i, I when you say it i hear it but when i watched it that's not what i got you know what i mean right like when, when right. i sat there and yeah. watched it like that wasn't what right. I was getting. I hear what you're saying, and I'm not saying you're wrong because you're not. Yeah. You're spot on. But that wasn't but what mean, the yeah. movie did for me. Which is I what... mean, the movie sets up the dichotomy of two mothers, right? 
you know, like there com- you have to draw the comparison between the two of them. But she's not a bad the, mom because she's a bad mom. She's a bad mom because she right. got infected with the Deadite. She was a better mom and a better person before she got infected. Like the the shittier person right. did not get infected. But the one of the women is making a choice about whether or not to keep her child. And so then the movie sets up one mother that kills the evil mother disposes of her children. The good the good mother does not. Like it, that is sort of the thematic takeaway of the film even though I understand that there is a there's a Kandarian demon but like if we're talking about metaphors like the Kandarian demon can talk about a lot of things. It can mean a lot of things. Do, do we know if Cronin's been pressed on this because like there's always a part of me. No, but I would love to ask him about, right. like, what are you getting at here? Because there's always like, the part yeah. of me, because I remember back to, like, AP English with, like, the crazy English teachers who are always telling you, like, when two characters or more are sitting down having a dinner, it's a communion. Like, it's them reflecting on, like, Jesus and his disciples. And it's like, no, not every fucking meal is a reflection of the communion right. in every single book. So that, that that's why, like... Yeah, I, but also, you know, not everything is, like always so textual like the our beliefs and our ideas seep into our writing in ways that we don't even see or or intend oftentimes yeah we, we talked about that in vampire's kiss right that, that's like yeah. yeah we talked about that there too and it, that, yeah. that's what i'm saying like i i'm not saying you're wrong and I'm, especially hearing you talk to you and justin talk about it i see your point but when i watched that movie and when i walked out of it and until we like kind of got here like again, yeah. I'll talk about in how scary how like the mom killing her kids is really fucking scary because like you don't normally see that. You don't. Right. Because... I mean, that is incredibly taboo. Yes. Right? And... But like the reason it is taboo is there is like societal yes. sort of cultural norms around that mm-hmm. that this movie is not interrogating. It is like absolutely reinforcing status quo ideas around motherhood and around choice to have children. I think it, so that's why like that's why I laughed when you were like it's radical I was like it's really the opposite of radical it's like so I, I, don't, like, I don't know I, I I guess if I think it's so hard because I'm, I'm not a woman and I I do I, I, I'm not gonna I'm, I myself am not going to birth a child but like I just can't imagine you don't know science advances <laughs> yeah, that's true Mr. Mr. Mom I could be like Arnold like yeah I, I guess it's just very it's it's a, it's crazy for me to think that after you had to kill all these people who you love and you saw the crazy fucked things that are existing in the world and you know you didn't get rid of all of them because the dead is still up on the top floor right like you only got rid of the mom and the tape told you that you can't get rid of them like dismembering none of it worked right they just come back that like you would still choose to bring a child into the world and reassert the natural order or say fuck you to the evilness that is out there and it's like i'm going to do this even if you tell me i can't or i won't or i shouldn't yeah i don't know that's what i'm saying i don't know i feel like go ahead i don't feel like she really like was like fuck you i'm having this kid like she was just kind of like yeah i guess i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna i'm choosing to do that but even on then on your like from giving that same kind of point of view she wasn't like radically and saying like i'm going to have this kid it's going to be mine i'm going to raise it and show it how to do the right thing right it was more just right. like an ex- right like i'm going to do it right in the moment yeah i'm going to do it the natural order has reasserted the mother is now embracing motherhood she is 
the evil has been vanquished and mo- like the motherhood can can continue. I don't know. I just I guess I'm very 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 tired of having strong women reduced to like maternal rules. Like I think about um, Doctor Strange, such a fun movie totally robbed of the joy of that movie because of the Scarlet Witch plot and the fact that this like one of two female Avengers one of them like her story was entirely about her inability to have children and Scarlet Witches is all about like the uh, almost deranged need to be a mother and like the the, I understand this is a different movie but it, it speaks to a larger pattern and trope about how women are written and that there, oh, there is a default that goes back to motherhood, but and that like that is the most in like innate and intrinsic thing about a woman. Like it is a function of their body, but it is not who we are, um, unless some people really identify as mothers, and that's fine. But You're- there is a laziness to the way that women are written when you want to add stakes, and it and it falls back on the, on their like maternal role but your favorite movie is aliens and that's pretty much this isn't it yeah that's true yeah but i also yeah no for sure there is some degree of that but i there is not a conversation about there is not a like she's not she lost a child she didn't abort a child she wasn't like it, there's a different sort of socio-political undercurrent. Like having a motherhood story exist is not intrinsically bad. You're right, but, but you have the bad mother with like the xenomorph queen. You have the good mother in Ridley. Um, they're both technically good mothers because they're like mama bears who are protecting their children. Okay, sure, I'll I'll accept that. I know you're not trying to come to me with alien scripture. <laughs> but no, I, I again. I, on Aliens Day, <laughs> sir? On Aliens <coughs> Day. I, I think I see your point of view. Um, hopefully you can kind of see where I'm coming from. And I think what I would like to see yeah. the most. I just like fighting with you. And it's been a while. Sassy. It's been a while. I know. We've, been, we've recorded fun, a lot though. of stuff together. We usually agree, especially when it comes to caves. But this is, sorry, Justin, for putting you in the middle again, like in Last of Us Part 2. Oh, that's okay. I'm just, I'm here to have a good time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this not fun? Sorry. No, 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 I no, think no, I figured no, out no. why you guys never invite me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> one year later. <laughs> no, two years. It's been two years since we did a movie review. Oh. But I would love to hear Croden talk to somebody in depth about this. Yeah. Both get the context and the context like but get like like get a nice interview about all of it and kind of see because mm-hmm. and like, again until you and justin kind of highlighted it and we kind of dove into it more that was not how i perceived this movie i thought it was mm. super taboo and super cool to watch a mom who was a good mom trying her best trying to be there for her kids kill them off yeah. and i love that's what's so true go ahead I would say that's what's so tricky about horror, right? Like it has, it can be incredibly transgressive and it makes you feel like, ooh, this is interesting. They're playing with ideas, but it can also at the same time be deeply regressive. Like if you think about like some slashers or like even some of Cronenberg's film where he was like going through a divorce, you know, like it can be incredibly taboo 
like playing with taboos while also super reinforcing like problematic like misogynistic or racist or whatever kind of ideology in one hand and and breaking taboos in the other and it it, it like there's some cognitive dissonance that it creates when you're watching these things that like you have i'm always kind of trying to be on the out on the lookout for yeah like and i yeah and, and, I, and I do think when i like i said like, i was watching it i was more i was just so drawn in to watching a mom kill her kids because like you don't see that <laughs> And then to see, like, another woman be the one to stop it and not, like, some male archetype figure come in to, like, stop the bad mom, right? Like, the patriarchy comes in to save yeah. the day. It could be worse. It could <laughs> be worse. That's for absolute sure. And You're not wrong there, Laryl. But, but no. We, we can put a pin in it. I'd love to talk about it more. Uh, you know what's crazy is I do like this movie. <laughs> I know it doesn't <laughs> sound like it. But I do. I had fun watching yeah. it. I just wanted I... to, like, dig into my one issue with it. <laughs> Well, it, 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 it's, it's fine because that was my big thing for how scary is like it was the mom fucking killing off her kids and then like her sister has to step in and like save the day like i instead of it being like some dude i don't know that, that was like my big thing for how scary but here we are yeah it's, it's not a review on here's johnny with larry justin rachel without justin sitting in a corner listening sorry justin. to us argue no it's okay Justin, what do you think? I don't think it is. You, you sound that sounded loaded. Yeah, you, you oh sounded, no, I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just tired and ready for bed now. <laughs> oh, buddy. Okay, we'll I'm gonna shut we'll up. We'll push through. Plot. I gave it a nine. Justin, I gave it an eight. And Rachel, um, I'm gonna give it four. <laughs> no, three, no, two, no, 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 no. not a one. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven. Okay, perfect. Cinematography, Justin. Um, so I actually, uh, thought a lot of the, uh, practical effects were cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, listen, I really, like, <laughs> no, no, I know. I just, <sighs> something about CGI, man. I'm like, I used to not really get bothered by it. And then just over the years, man, I'm with you. I'm with it's just getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, obviously, it doesn't look as bad as, like, um, Event Horizon. what's that one movie we watched, the space Event movie Horizon. that I hated that everybody loves? Event Horizon, yeah. Um, it's not the Event Horizon, like, can floating across the screen. It's not that bad. But, like, when you're putting it up against, like, these great special effects, mm-hmm. it's it, it's hard not to notice. Yeah. Other than that, though, I actually really liked the fact that they were able to take this creepy cabin setting and bring it to like a high rise in the middle of the city yeah. I that's that is the thing that was going to worry me the, that was worrying me the most is how they were going to pull that off and how everything was going to look and feel like an evil dead mm-hmm. if you're not in the middle of the woods uh, I think that they did a fantastic job I loved how the book looked oh, yeah. and how it was like how it was like this like a living organism mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I really liked the way the mom looked yeah, as a, a yeah, deadite, yeah. but that's also kind of, kind of brings up another issue. I feel like the rest of them, they didn't look bad, but there's definitely a dip in quality from the mother too, specifically when they're out in the hall. Yes. Um, 
they all just looked like they had like yellow contacts in. <laughs> like the um, juice got weaker and weaker as it went along. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, which sucks because for me, it actually kind of ruined the like dead by dawn moment that like all these movies have. Um, it like ruined it. Cause I couldn't stop like, Oh man, that like that guy with the weird, like the guy with the shotgun, he looks really bad. Oh, like they, I just, I don't know. I just found all those deadites, like the hallway deadites, I guess to look bad I, I i do think the kids looked okay but the mom obviously was like the star of the dead age oh, show yeah. here yeah. um and uh yeah i don't know i like the cabin at the start too that was like cool cabin <laughs> um i i'm so tired guys i'm sorry um yeah that's all i got rachel I'm obsessed with this building. I want to find it and I want to freaking ransack it. It is my art deco dream. The sconces, the doors with all of the geometric, like, you know, mm-hmm. insets. Oh, it, I was, I was distracted at points of this film, just looking at all of the hardware in the building. <laughs> so 10 out of 10 for set is all I'm saying. Um, and I loved the look of the vault downstairs and all of the, mm. the you know, the coins and the crosses and all of that kind of stuff that, like, is a callback to the basement stuff without all the dead cats. So yeah. I was very into that. Um, I loved the artwork and the design of this new Necronomicon with almost, like, deep sea fish demon teeth mm-hmm. holding it closed was really cool. Um, yeah, and... like, ang- like the anglerfish teeth. Yes. 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 Um, and I loved. I know that we don't like the hallway deadites. So it's fine. I agree. It's fine. But I did really love that whole sequence with the fisheye lens, where she's just like killing mm-hmm. everyone in the hallway, mm-hmm. and you're just watching it through the people. I haven't really seen anything quite like that before, and I thought that was really an interesting way to kind of see her dispose of the vast majority of people that die in this movie is just like one sequence of just like dead 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 and i'm like all right well where are we once she killed everybody else i was like uh there's still a lot of movie left mm-hmm. who's she gonna kill oh my god it's the kids <laughs> holy shit i also really it's goofy but the one sort of very sam Raimi moment where she like bites out the eye and then chokes the other person by spitting it into the the camera like follows it me too i was like this is how you do it this is how you create your own thing but also pay homage and like respects to the progenitor you know so so i loved that i don't know visually i have like zero complaints i mean i i as you're saying this about the dead ice in the hallway sure um i hadn't really clocked it personally but now that you say so yes everything else to me was like fantastic like her crawling around on the ceilings all of those kinds of scare moments um really worked for me so i want to echo pretty much everything you guys already said i liked the mom being kind of trapped in the hallway it reminded me a lot of mia being trapped under the floorboards and like peeking up mm, the top. Oh yeah. So like there, but like just outside, but close enough to like fuck with you. I, I love mm-hmm. that a lot. Um I'm a little bit surprised that neither of you talked about here in this segment the glass eating scene when she swallowed it. <gasps> was... I'm trying to block it out. <laughs> because I was so prepared for the cheese grater. And like that looked yeah. more like a like a rug burn. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. But that glass and then when she swallows and it's like mm-hmm. so throat. this is where i think i might be a little broken inside yeah i think you might be 
Yeah, that was because fun. I, I I was I jumped I, for that one. That yeah. one got me to get I, out of my seat. I was like eating my popcorn and just like, oh man, this is cool. Um, he did play the rack sound for us, Rachel, and thought it was thought it was tears. Well, because yeah. so uh, so <laughs> he cried. He cried. Yeah, <laughs> because it was of a very touching moment. Okay, <laughs> I still don't understand that, but I support your journey, my friend. <laughs> you don't understand it. He's like he is finally after going through so much trepidation forgiving the person who like killed his meaning of life basically at that point in time. It was very touching. I'm like getting choked up. I'll be honest. I was so completely rattled I don't even remember that. I don't like the the plot of that portion is gone because I was just outside of my body. He did. I know you're saying Justin when I watched it it did not have that reaction but when you turned the audio on it it was just screams (laughs) (laughs) and the crunching. (laughs) All right, uh, that might have been a bad uh, audio uh, only medium. I'm like uh, honestly, choice. as we're talking about this, I'm getting pre anxiety for Saw Ten. I'm getting pre anxiety. <laughs> Did right you see now. the logo that came out today? No. They just no, released the logo. It looks bad. Um, it looks so bad. <laughs> um, Does it? Okay, I'm looking it up. But logo. my my whole thing is so Larry and I had talked about this, Rachel, and Larry said he gave it. I think you said a seven out of ten for grossness, right? Yeah. 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 So I I had that in mind while well, I went to go see it, and I came out, and the first thing I said was like, "Man, that was a lot less gross than I thought it was gonna be." I'd give it like a three or a four. Nah, man, the, the glass. And the I think I mean, just means it, I'm a little broken. The yeah, glass thing I, yeah. by itself was fucked. The scalping yeah. was fucked. Holding the drone the to was, her face was. I love the scalping. Oh. The scalping was great. Honestly, oh, there's some great gory moments. I watched portions of this through my fingers, like I. So, I so it, Rachel, that's what you said too, right? So, I was just like, I was eating my fucking my whoppers and not oh the my bur- God. not the Burger King, the <laughs> like little chocolate <laughs> thingies. I was imagining you were get, you had like a Impossible Whopper <laughs> snuck in. No, the no, we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow, maybe, and then maybe on Saturday I'll go have one or Friday. Um, but no, I was just eating my popcorn, just like having a grand old time, like laughing and stuff. It was great. I don't wow. think it was that gross. But yeah, wow! To kind of wrap this up, to, I thought it was gross. Yeah, I, I did find it not like Eli Roth gross, but definitely like because we, me and That's Rachel, his name. Because me and Rachel just watched Redfield, and there's a lot of gore in that, but it's yeah. like playful, like yeah. artsy, joyful, a little bit bright. Yeah. This is like uh-huh. this is like the step right before you get to Eli Roth, Ready. where you want to fucking puke. So he, I see. I think 2013 is a lot gorier. Yes, I'd agree. I'd give I give that an eight on the gory scale. Yeah, this is like a step below. That, that. Especially like the oh man, I think about like the super gross parts in 2013 a lot because I, I um <clears throat> no for me it's up. really the, yeah, the what what does it for me is when her arm is trapped and she like rips her her, her arm oh, off it's like oh, the, okay. that one's yeah that one's bad yeah too. and you like too. see all like too. the tendons <laughs> and stuff like oh rip. yeah that one's bad too um and then um the other one is uh when the I can't remember the name of the guy who just doesn't die. Oh, the <laughs> um, gets stabbed, gets the stabbed in the, the eye a bunch with thing. a needle. Yeah. Oh god, that's right. That's right. That's, that's right. like that. I, does you know what? Me. We should re-review that. Fucking At the movie. end of this, we need to do a definitive ranking in terms of like where we or the movies are for us. Okay. I already have it in Honestly, my head. Honestly, so. what we should do is go back and review them. Okay. They're there. 
okay. we need a redo of Evil Dead. Yeah, because that was we must. So I have one con: we grab up cinematography, and I fucking hated the Rat Queen King, whatever you want to call it. I but it looks like the creature from the forest. It looked like the thing in a shittier version. I so for me, it. you know what it reminded <laughs> me of? Have you have either of you guys seen? Have either of you guys seen Slither? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the end of Slither. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh my god, the like guy who's like the king alien guy. Yeah, it, it reminded me, it reminded me of, of like the, the the thing prequel sequel bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, and, and like they knew it wasn't as good as everything else they had done because they kept hiding it in shadow. Like I fucking hated it, and the fact that that's what I, I got as my fucking climax with the wood chipper, I was pissed. I was I was legitimately like that legitimately pissed me off because like i was like why i don't need this fucking thing and i can only imagine they're trying to like counteract like the soul reborn for mia right like the blood creature thing oh man but that was perfect i know and, and, yeah. and i'm trying they were trying to go like, a step beyond it i fucking hated it oh, fuck okay. can we just like every time i think about it's my biggest issue with evil dead rise is every time i think about it I just want to go watch 2013 again. And that's not saying I didn't like yeah. Rise cuz I I did I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But like 2013 is like the perfect Evil Dead movie to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, well, obviously it's got some issues. So cinematography scores. Yeah, the basement. Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, um I thought this movie looked great. I said 8 8.5. Mr. Justin, sir. Oh, Mr. Justin, sir. Ooh, uh, Esquire. Yeah, ooh. it's okay. Next, maybe he'll call me daddy. Uh, I give it an eight. <laughs> I also gave it, gave it an eight and a half. Overall, I thought it was great, and literally all those points are coming off because I could not fucking stand the thing. Audio. Uh, Rachel. All right. So, the, okay. The performances of Ellie, the the main deadite, like ten out of ten. She's mm-hmm. agreed. Freaking Haunts great. I mean, dreams. the casting of it is perfect. Yes. So like, you know what? It, so it's sorry to interrupt again. No. Um, <clears throat> what it reminds me of is um, twenty eight days later, they specifically cast the dad because he played a great zombie infected guy. Not zombie, mm-hmm. just infected. I mean, twenty eight. And I later. feel like twenty eight weeks later. Yes. Sorry. You're good. The dad was like a, the perfect infected, and I feel like they did the same thing here. They found a person who would be a great deadite, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they nailed it. I agree. I, I I just that's my way of saying I agree, Rachel. <laughs> no, I you're I you're correct. And there's her bone structure t- is Whoa. so fascinating, like it, and it's insane to watch her go from just like an ethereal beauty to an uncanny monster. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the transformation between the two extremes is shocking and amazing in the best way possible. Um, and and I love everything about that design. And I think she's terrifying and truly intimidating and just absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, I thought the all of the girl uh, the children were also quite good, especially the older two, the little one she's there she's doing what she needs to do for me my biggest problem is beth she fell a little flat for me like she doesn't have the charisma or like the underdog qualities that mia had that i want from my sort of final girl 
I agree. In fact, yeah. <clears throat> I think the older of the siblings did a better, like a way better job than her. Um, specifically, yeah. I'm thinking of when, like, the moment I knew that Danny killed it, like as like as their part in this yeah. movie, was when they're laying on the ground and they look at the. I'm I'm forgetting all of all of their names, and I'm no, sorry. Okay. When they're looking at the baby of the the baby of the kids, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and all they say is "I'm sorry," yeah, and it was like, "Oh, that that hit yeah. harder yeah. than anything Beth has said this entire movie." Yeah, like there's no there there. Like she doesn't want to be slut shamed, and she's trying to figure out if she wants to be a mom. And she's not a good sister, and she's not really that good of an aunt. And then she gets a chainsaw. I'm like, oh. Okay. But, okay. And, and, I like even, a lady with a chainsaw. Looks cool, but I didn't feel like that. Like, yes. Ugh. So when she got the chainsaw, I was ready to be like, okay, this is why she is here because maybe she handle. I don't know. Handles the chainsaw well. I don't know. But when she picked it up and when she was wielding, I felt like it was like she is in the wrong Evil Dead universe. Mm-hmm. She felt like she belonged more belongs more in the like ash versus evil dead universe yeah when she has that chainsaw with like the cheesiest one-liners yeah um yeah, yeah. no I, I i don't know I, I, one-liners I, too with the chainsaw just to remind yeah but mia was a fucking badass yeah, i think that's the problem you two are having is you're comparing her to mia and she's not mia I love well, her. But here's the thing. It's it's an Evil Dead movie. You ha- you have to be able to compare. Are you going to compare I mean, Mia I can compare to her. Ash? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm using Mia as context, but she fell flat, period. See, I disagree. For me. I, For she me. reminded me of Jill Valentine. That was the vibe I got from Oh, Beth. don't do Jill dirty like that. I'm not doing her Jill dirty. Jeez. I love Jill and I love, I love Beth. I thought, like, she was trying her best. She was in a fuck situation. And she failed. I thought that was cool, too. Like, she didn't save all the kids. Like, two of them died. She saved one and barely that one. Like, she almost fucked that up, too. And then in the end, they escaped. But, like, they didn't get rid of the Kandarian demon. It was still there. I I, I was... Well, what you're describing is plot, not character. But what I'm saying is, is I like <laughs> the fact that I went on this journey with her. That she was... That I like the character. I like how how she embraced the failure kept going forward how she wanted to dive into the tapes and learn more i thought her final confrontation even though i hated the thing thing was super cool and awesome i liked the movements around the car i thought that was kind of like jurassic parky a little bit uh i like beth and i th- i think that's good I, and again i think if, if we're going to compare it to bruce campbell nothing's going to compare like Mia's pretty good. But Mia's yeah, different. I, I, <laughs> I think I love Mia. I love Mia... the girl from Ash versus... I can't think of her name. The Ash Kelly? Pe- Kelly. Kelly is Kelly is a fucking badass. She Kelly is, is a amazing. badass. Yes. The show... This franchise is capable of making incredibly compelling female characters. And, like, Beth is not bad. She's just there for me. She doesn't have any charisma. For me. For me. To me. Well, perfect. Justin, you go first. What's your score? Uh, oh my god, I didn't write this score down. Eight. Rachel. Yeah, 
Eight sounds right. I gave it a ten. I had no complaints in this regard. How scary. Who wants to go first? I can. Okay. Uh, because I think I was the least disgusted of everybody. And that will kind of lead me into my score. Um, So, yet again, like everything else, <laughs> um, I kind of looked at this movie afterwards um, and I kind of compared it to how I feel, felt about the rest of the movies in this franchise. Um, I do think it does a good job of getting scares across without having like a lot of, I don't, I'm trying to think of, of like any of the, like jump scares in this movie. I don't think there really is any that I can think that I can think of. Cringe scares might be, and jump scares. Yes, it it is a lot of lot more of just like Ugh. it's it yeah it's trying to gross you out or get in your face, um, and that didn't really do it for me clearly. Um, I I do think that the idea of like getting stuck in their situation is terrifying uh, as a person who is uh, does not like elevators because of claustrophobia. Uh, really? This movie was like a, over yeah, this, the elevator then? Yeah. Yeah, any day. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how you're going to receive this information, but until then I sing your like I'm going to get a Xanax when I get home. <laughs> song. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to take an out of it. I mean it works. <laughs> uh but no, I I I mean I I do think they're like situations genuinely terrifying and uh, the I I can o- only imagine the fear that is going through those kids, like minds and like bodies, and um, I feel for them in that way. And but I don't know. There is nothing in this movie that, like quote unquote, scare wise, will stick with me. I I think this is actually where it falls the flattest for me isn't how scary mm-hmm. I will let mm-hmm. Rachel anchor it because I agree with you Justin um, okay. I I do find this scary and I think my score is probably higher than yours but I, I kind of ran down the scores for the last episode right for Evil Dead we gave it 10s this is not there there are times where I think it is there or I feel like it's building to being there um, one in particular is when Beth is listening to the third tape and we see L come up down from the ceiling. Yeah. It's falling of the glass, the scalping. But that final sequence, and it's anchored by the thing thing. It's just like, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, it, I felt like I went on this really gross, cringe bleh, journey. And then, like, as soon as they didn't kill the little girl, I saw where this was ending. We were going to have this big right turn like we got in Evil Dead 2013, right? Where what we think's happening isn't going to happen. It it was just... We, we, we knew where it was going. And when you know where it's going, it's not as scary. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it, and there is some scary shit in this. Like Rachel talked about the hallway. Like watching... Mm-hmm. In the, when the mom's talking to the little girl, trying to get her to open the door, like talking about daddy's going to come home. Like that fucking shit is fucking... That's a lot. Like that's that's some heavy, <laughs> heavy stuff. And yeah, but it's just like 
you got to pay it off in the end. You can't just tease. And I felt like I was teased for like 75, 80% of this movie. And then this. It's all about that delayed gratification of 17 pumps, man. Always comes back to it. <laughs> the offer's still on the table. Hearty handshake. <laughs> and then Miss Chateau, take us home. What are your thoughts on the scariness? So, okay. So I, on one hand, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, is Evil Dead a scary franchise? I, uh, 2013, yes. But it, are any of the other ones scary? The first one fucked me up because I went camping a The lot. first one, yeah. The first one's pretty scary. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, then I stand corrected. But I guess there's like two schools of thought that, you know, it's scarier if you take the action from somewhere isolated and put it somewhere in a within a crowd. And it kind of reinforces this idea that you never really know what's going on around you. You never know what the bump on the other side of the wall could really be. Yeah. And, like, in reality, that is that is a scary idea. But I don't know if it translates for me in a horror film. To me, it's always scarier when isolation is a big part of it and where there's no chance of getting some help. Like, those kinds of things always freak me out a little more. Mm-hmm. So on that, I think that moving the action, while I think it freshens the film up, it doesn't necessarily make it scarier for me. That being said, unlike you guys, I'm a huge wimp about <laughs> gore still. And so my anxiety... Um, no, I was saying that because I'm such a gore wimp, I was like super anxious through this movie. Because I was like, I knew there was a cheese grater thing. Yeah. I didn't know what it was going to be. And, and so I think even though I wasn't scared, my anxiety was very, very high. So... It was impactful in terms of the scares for me. So I think I actually found this scarier than you guys did, for sure. Because I'm a whip. I and will say. screeches in my mics and, <laughs> oh, God. I will say this had a better wood chipper ending than Halloween ends. Oh, God. We're not talking about that. It is, it is yes. already 11 o'clock. Yes. I, as, as the person pushing this time, I am, I am kiboshing that because I'm not – not engaging. Rachel, what is your score for how scary? Were, were you feeling like you needed to defend the end of Halloween Kills? Halloween Ends, correct? Halloween Ends. Halloween, or Ends, yeah. Or Kills. For I that. fucking love watching Michael yeah, go through the chipper, but that's why I'm saying... We... Okay, good! You know what? You're the person who it matters the most to me like mm-hmm. that, so I'm glad that you did. I laughed. I laughed um, and I, I, I thought it was funny. Good. He's dead. That's... He's definitely dead. Michael Myers is not coming back. Hey, you never that. know, okay? <laughs> you never know. It's going to be like Jason goes to hell. You and know? at that like... point, they can lose me for a little bit. Like, they lost me after they did Halloween uh, fucking webcam version. I can't wait for you guys to get to Jason goes to hell. I wonder if it'll you'll have a warmer response to it now than you would have back That's then. That's our next I've seen all, I've seen all those movies. Or no, no, our next one is Manhattan. Yeah, you gotta get then. Then it's Jason goes to hell, which is the only one I ever saw in the theater. So I have a soft spot for Jason goes to hell. Anyways, yes. but that's not what we're talking about. Well, tonight. we can have so you on. You when we do Jason score? goes to hell. Okay, done. Deal. I'm in. Let's do it. I won't have controversial takes except for that I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, are you asking me for I a am. score yes. or no? Yes. Okay. Um, I would say that this thing is like a good solid seven on the scary. Okay. Justin. Um, I, I would give it a four. I think I think the the point can be made that yeah, I'm sure four less um 
desensitize people. There's something here for them, but not for All right. me. I gave it a seven and a half. Oh, wow. Maybe I should bump mine up. You're at seven and a yeah. half? Change mine to seven okay. and a half. Yeah, I, like I said, I there are things that don't work for me, but like I said, I was... I was jumping, I was cringing, I was with this movie and like until like the thing. <laughs> I, I really Aww. fucking hated that. That's so funny because when it happened, I was like, oh, Armsy. Oh, I hated it. And then it. it made me think of you guys. And it's like, you guys know this thing that's <laughs> fucking stupid because you're hiding it in shadow. Like, it took me back to The Mummy Returns when we have the rock scorpion king on the scorpion body. It's like, god damn, we were having a good time until we got here, weren't we? Oh, buddy. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I hate it when that happens. It was, it, it was still fine with the movie, but it was just like, I'm not scared anymore. This is fucking dumb. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Reviewing the scores. For plot, I gave it a 9. Justin gave it an 8. Rachel gave it a 7. For cinematography, Rachel and I gave it 8.5. Justin gave it an 8. For audio, I gave it a 10. And Justin Rachel gave it an 8. And for how scary, Rachel and I gave it a 7.5. Justin gave it a 4. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 78. Uh, on the official released reviews of mm. Evil Dead material on here for the films it is better than the original the original has a 74 okay uh, the lost episode for R.I.P. 88 R. I. P. so a solid 10 okay. points below that I believe uh, that sounds right yeah, I, I totally agree if I were to pick one of the two to watch again it'd be Evil Dead 2013 every time yeah, same. And that's not saying this isn't bad. It's just I think we actually scored Evil Dead twenty thirteen a little bit low, which is when we re- when we do re review it, we'll just throw those out. We're just gonna say tens, tens, <laughs> tens across probably the board. Probably after seeing everything else, probably like hey, this is this is pretty fucking good. We were a little bit too harsh. Yeah. Uh, COVID was a rough time, so it was. We have a lot of stuff actually at seventy eight. So let me put a space in here so I know where I'm at. Okay, so tied with it at seventy eight, we have the Blair Witch. 2019 video game we have dark souls remastered the dark Souls should be way higher jake masterpiece jacob's ladder return of the obra that's Den. a good one masterpiece oh, should masterpiece. be higher 10 that should be 100 there was a house scary Agreed. score my friends remember that yeah yeah the si- and i scored it great <laughs> the silent hill film silent hill 2 and spiral Below it, film-wise, we have Don't Breathe and Nosferatu, the 1922 vampire movie. And right above it, film-wise, we have the original Scream, the original Saw, A Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously the original, The Lost Boys, Long Live the Frog Brothers, and It, yes. Just his most controversial take ever on the podcast, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I he think doesn't have so. a lot, but I, I think that yeah. one stands above and beyond. Yeah, I don't like the Frog Brothers. They suck. Yeah, that, again, I think you're you are you are definitely like the, the crowd favorite. Like people definitely love you, but that's like the one time you got pushback. Was the Frog Brothers? Yeah, well, it's not it's my problem like, that they suck. Christmas is <laughs> terrible, and so is ice cream and puppies. Like it's just a. <laughs> Strange, strange hill that I am. Okay, we'll play a quick commercial, then head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. 
And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Next week, we have another patron force entry. It is Frailty. Uh, <gasps> yes! So you've seen it. <laughs> it was, uh, honestly, Shannon beat me to it. That was my pick. Oh, okay. Um, that was my, I freaking love that movie. So I was actually kind of going to set it up. Rachel, you are forcing on us, Apostle. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm yeah. losing my, my voice. Um, you are forcing us, Apostle. But I know you had mentioned that you might want to change it. Yeah, I got to think. But I think, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, it is a, I, there's one really gory moment that I want to see if it like, it, how it, how it hits for you guys. But I guess maybe it won't at all. <laughs> now that I'm, <laughs> after having this conversation tonight, maybe I should change things. All right. I just know you had mentioned it before. So I was going to give you the, uh, the chance. Okay. For now, I'm going to okay. leave it. I may change right, you, it. You can phone it in if you would like to. We aren't. Oh man. We got to do condemned in like three oh, weeks. Oh yeah. Two, two weeks. weeks. Fuck. I gotta find time to do that. But, um, Rachel, do you want to plug your stuff? Sure. You can find me on a variety of shows. You can find me all across the Zombie Girls Podcast Network. So that's Zombie Girls, Stream Queens, which Larry and Justin are frequent guests. They are essentially the other, they're like basically the other hosts on that <laughs> show at this point, which I love. Um, More Deadly will review horror films directed exclusively by women-identified directors, and uh, we've had some really great um, directors on there as well. The, uh, the episode that's coming out this week is a direct uh, interview with Elizabeth Shook, who directed Brook of Birdie, and the way it came about was we were doing the background, and there was this detail about her writing it while surrounded by jars of blood, and no interviewers asked a follow-up question, and I was just like, Elizabeth. If you're out there, slide into the DMs. Cut to two days later. It's me sliding into the DMs. I was like, come on, my show! Um, and so we found out about the jars of blood. Then if you think you know the answer, it's actually a better answer than so that. So when does that um, drop then? That dro- that'll be out by the time that this episode drops. Yeah, it'll be out this week. Um, and you can find me on the Untitled Nick Cage Show with one Larold, where we just recently reviewed Vampire's Kiss, and next up is Renfield, yep. and we had a lot of feelings about both of those we movies. Did. Those are fun episodes. I think people will really like those. And uh, the Cast of Call, where we review, or we're reading, going chapter by chapter through the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. And finally, you if you want to hear me talk about Star Wars, you can find me on YouTube at Nobody's Listening. Me and my friend Matthew did all of Andor. We did all of Bad Batch. We did all of The Mandalorian. We're taking a little bit of a break, but I think we're going to actually review all of the Thrawn books while we're waiting for Ahsoka to arrive. And we'll probably touch on the video game and some of the other Star Wars stuff that's coming up. We have some fun sort of one-off episodes planned. So definitely check out nobody's listening perfect have you ever played kotor no oh, no man. and there was like there was supposedly going to be an hd re- yeah. remaster so i was waiting for that oh, and then that pff, fell apart yes definitely delayed <laughs> yeah so i might have to just like play the old i'm such a snob now like i've been so spoiled by graphics yeah. i need to just i need to just go for it and play it because like i know it is what, what's for what's the channel called? Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. 
How do you spell that? Um, is it spelled weird? Okay, so if you want to just find the entire YouTube channel, Nobody's Listening is a show on the the channel uh, Outpost Unknown. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, and... Yeah, so if you do that, there's a playlist. And, like, I, I occasionally show up on other things like Steelcast or um, some of the other things. But, like, really, you just want to listen to the Star Wars content, trust me. <laughs> That's the best content. <laughs> and I will put links to that, Larry, remember that as you're editing, in the description. <laughs> uh, that's it. Justin, any last thoughts before I get us out of here? No. Go watch Evil Dead 2013. It's fantastic. Wait, go see Renfield in the theater. Should we rank our, our are we saving that for the we'll extended along with Justin's secret super question for you? <gasps> oh my god, I'm so excited. Stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Everything goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.